Hey guys, welcome back to the Mob Squad. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ariel. Let's do this. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2024. How are your holidays? Good. They were they were not long enough. I just no I just never wanted to end. Oh. Like you never want just like the, the together time. Yeah. The Christmas time. I don't know. What about you? I really enjoyed the holidays this year. I felt I so I had my surgery, which I couldn't really walk. I had foot surgery. And so I was limited again on what I could do. But because of that, I didn't overbook us, mm-hmm. which was really wonderful. Yeah. Um. So we didn't do a lot of like the checking of the boxes of like going to all of these holiday festivities. You know, we didn't even go and look at Christmas lights this year, which is super we weird for us. But we I was okay with it. Too. I like went shopping with my sister, but like real shopping, like we went through like the aisles and stuff, you know, where I, mm-hmm. it was, and I've I never really that done that, <laughs> or at least I can't remember doing that. Really? So I just remember like we were walking through Hobby Lobby, but like, like up and down the aisles and really taking our time. I made mm-hmm. shirts for the kids. For a present? No, because oh. they got to wear a sweater to school. They were, they, you oh. know, they wear their uniform, but they got to wear a Christmas sweater, but it couldn't be pop culture. And we waited until it was too late. So they were sold out everywhere. And I was like, well, fine, we'll just make our own. So we went to Hobby Lobby, but then... I don't know, I spent like two hours there and we did a little shopping and it was awesome. And I never feel like I get to do that during the holidays because it's always rush, rush, rush. That's awesome. So this holiday season was a lot more time, like good quality time versus checking holiday to-do boxes, you know? Right. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I do think it's, it has been too short of a break and I enjoyed it. I could use another week. Yeah. I'm also kind of ready for the kids to go back to school and get back in there. Yeah. And that's how I used to be until I became a teacher. No, (laughs) I don't want to go back. Now you have to go back. Because I don't want to. It's just, it's a lot. So once you go back, it's a lot of grind. So. Well, and it'll be interesting to see how your kids are in your classroom. Mm-hmm. My lead teacher has to like retrain them. How does do that work? You do have to. Over, well, we're kinder, and so kinder. yes, mm-hmm. we have to re-go over everything. And I know how my kids are, and everybody's everybody's kids. I feel like even as they get older, go on Mondays are hard. You know, after yeah. a weekend when it's fun, and you have to get back into it. But we've had a long break, so they're going to be out of oh. all routines. Do you want to hear something super effed up? What? Well, this is like for everybody. Even my kids are worried about it. So. Our kids go back to school on Monday mm-hmm. and they have a 7.30 baseball game that they play for the school. It's their first game back. Yeah. On the first day back of school, back to school at 7.30 p.m. in like four towns away. It's so like crazy. It's like a 35-minute f- drive from our house. So it's 7.30 to 9.30. On a school night. On the first day back oh, from gosh. holiday break. That's going to be tough. They're already like, Mom, do we have to go to school on that? Tuesday? I'm like, 100% you have to go to school on Tuesday. Yeah. Like. Because you got to get back into it. You have to get back into you it. Don't but miss. This seems like torture. What What are they doing to us? That's, yeah, that's not oh. good. Anyway, I'm kind of bummed about that, but yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, so we thought we would do a New Year's, basically like a New Year's health topic. Yeah, because everybody's into health in January. Like, right. do you have those for your resolutions ever? Yes. For every, January? I think don't most people include some kind of health resolution? I and their goals used to, for, but I don't anymore. You, oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Not anymore, but I used to. <clears throat> well, I had, I let's see, the last like several years of my resolutions, I like to write goals. I guess I don't like to call them resolutions. I don't know. Because of the 
the connotation with that word, I guess, mm-hmm. but because everybody should have goals and go, goals should be ongoing, but resolutions feel like if you don't do them, then they're dead and yeah. you just walk away and call it a quits and do it again you're next year. You're just a loser. Right? And that's it. Right. You're just a loser. And then, I mean, it feels like failure, right? You feel yeah. like you're failing before you even start. So I don't like to call them resolutions, but I set have said for several years leading up to my 40th birthday that I was going to, it was going to be the year of the body and not that this year would be the year of the body. No, I can't remember or, what my one last year. My I don't remember what my word was last year. I think we had the same one, didn't we? Mine was healing. I don't know if that was mine. I don't remember, but I thought it was the same, but maybe it was. But before that, mm-hmm. not last year, but the prior but years was that, like the year of the body. I'm going to yeah. get in shape. I want to be in the best shape of my life when I turn 40. And literally after I turned 40, it was like a huge decline in my hormones mm. and my health And it's been like awful. So every year I feel like most people have some kind of resolution to get back in shape or eat better or, you know, lower their blood pressure, some kind of health goal that they want. Most people are unhealthy, I think, out there. So, well, especially after the holidays, too, I think like for us, I never set like a I'm going to go out and lose weight or go hit the gyms hard in January for many reasons. I feel like everybody does that. So I don't want to go to the gym and like wait in line for a class or yeah. I actually hate that, like going to spin or whatever. And like, you can't get in at all in January because everybody wants to go. Yes. And so then I have to wait until February. So I've never really been into that, but by January, I am ready to take better care of myself by not eating all of the holiday sugar and treats yeah. and the like decadent meals and all of those things that come along. So like getting back in like a normal routine. Right. I think that also involves healthy living is more, I don't know that it's our goal. It's just like, okay, we're all done with that. Like Mm -hmm. we're going back to normal. The celebration is over. That's more like what we (laughs) sort of do. Sorry. Yeah. I think most people go through a period of, oh, it's the holidays. I'm going to give myself grace. We're going to do, you know, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm not going to restrict myself. Mm -hmm. A lot of my clients every year, would say stuff like I'm not going, you know, I'm not, I don't plan on being on the diet during Thanksgiving or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? And I'm like, that's totally fine. It's whatever works for you. Like, I'm not here to make anybody feel guilty or say, don't enjoy the holidays. There are always smarter choices you can make during the holidays, but if you want to let loose and have at it for two and a half months, then that's fine. You know, but when come January, I think most people are like, I've had my share of being gluttonous I'm done like well because you feel doing slow, whatever you yeah. feel out of shape or you, you feel, feel heavier it's right. just like I want to take a nap after yeah most of the things I so eat or drink doing like a January detox a lot of people do dry, dry January to make sure sh- you know like get off of alcohol for a little bit but also not just getting back to the gym but just kind of detoxing from having mm-hmm. like you said all those good foods and things like that very very common to try to go back to eating the way you were eating before the holidays. Yeah. Some people struggle with that. And that's, I think, very typical, actually. That's why I almost think the whole January resolutions is a problem because we put on all of these new goals, right? So for the year, most people probably have like a relationship goal or a career goal. And so we pile on this list of all these things we're going to do this year. And it's overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. Like to be it's something that you just, you make this whole idea of I'm going to be so great this year. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, I was reading this book and I'll talk about it in a second, but he says our, I think it's our right 
brain is the dreamer, creativity, whatever. And so when we set goals, we're in right brain because we're fantasizing about the life we want to live and all the wonderful things we want to do for the year. And then the left brain is like the execution of those goals, Mm -hmm. which is like more logic and whatever. So when we're making those goals, we're not really living in reality. And then reality comes in and that's your left brain. And left brain is like, we don't have time for all these things. We're going to not do them, you know? So we're going to go get cheese fries. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We're going to bridge that gap. I don't know. So there was this woman, I don't know. I think I followed her on social media and she said she set a different goal for each month, which to me seems more doable than saying here are my 20 goals for the year. Instead, just focus on doing one thing and then adding to that as you go on. So let's say January was your health goal and then maybe February you had like a work goal. So once you Mm -hmm. get in that routine, okay, I did 30 days of walking. Let's just say you wanted to start walking. You did 30 days of walking and then here comes your next goal in February. You set the month, you set the tone for the month and you say like, this is my goal for this. This is, these are the plan that I'm going to do week by week. And you just add it into, to me, that seems like less um, overwhelming mm-hmm. and more doable, but whatever works for people, you know, whatever works. But I, I've actually seen um, a couple of videos on this on social media. And then I've read a few articles about it of exactly what you're saying, breaking it down and making it more achievable. So like mm-hmm. one of the things that I saw that I was most like super interested in is this girl was saying, I don't set New Year's resolutions. I know I need to lose weight, but that's never my New Year's resolution. Right. And this year, I guess maybe it was last year. And she showed like uh, she documented her whole year and like that fast time. But basically mm. in January, she started with reorganizing every single room in her house. And she was like, this is actually really, really hard. But when I have she's like, if you leave it out or you have it out, then you have to clean it up. But if you get rid of it, then you don't have to do that. Yeah. So you literally start declutter. you declutter everywhere. And she said, once you have a clean space, you have less anxiety, mm. you're less stressed out. So it took her maybe like two months to do every single room in the house. And she's like, it's going to feel really weird because you might have cabinets. You probably will have cabinets and drawers that are totally empty. And in our minds, we're like, fuck, these are empty. We have to refill them, right? Yes, we could do a whole episode. There's actually no reason to do that. But she said, so anyway, so she starts off with this day or this month one and two of I'm decluttering, I'm getting rid of everything. She's took like 72 loads to the Goodwill. And she, and this wasn't like a cluttered house. I mean, it didn't look any different than she yours and mine. really minimal. She went hardcore. And if I don't use it, then I lose it. And if it's out and I have to clean it up, it's got to go. Mm-hmm. So then she said by March, she started like, okay, now I can do this. I can break it down into smaller steps. I'm going to give up fast food and then I'm going to achieve that goal. And then I'm going to give up sugar and then I'm going to give up blah, blah, blah. And so by the end of the year, she was at her goal weight. Her house was exactly the way that she wanted it. She was having more quality time with her family and friends mm-hmm. and life was so good because she like got rid of all the clutter, all of the like fillers that were distracting her from the actual goal. Like, God, I really need to cook dinner and I need it to be healthy, but I have all of this laundry to do. I have all of these things I got to put away. Right. And when you don't have that to do, you can, you have more time to cook the healthier things. You want to do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, there's a whole, we could mm -hmm. probably do a whole episode on being a minimalist and there's definitely advantages to it. Me and my husband are both clutter type people and we work really hard to not be like totally dirty all the time. <laughs> Seriously. And I we think it's, it's part of like ADHD and stuff. And they yeah. say that your mind is, if your house is cluttered, then your mind is cluttered. And it's totally true. Anytime I clean out a room or get organized, I feel so much better. And oh I think gosh. everybody does, right? Totally. It's just hard with kids, especially. I think 
it's always, there's always stuff coming in, mm-hmm. but I could do a whole episode on that. Yeah. I feel like, but anyways, I, that's a, it's a really good insight that she had mm-hmm. that like cleaning up her house would actually help her lose weight. And I think there's lots of reasons people, you know, gain weight. There could be emotional trauma that they need to deal with. Yeah. There's a lot of or an abusive relationship people eat or a job that they hate. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that people need for to this fix. Particular story. She was just in life. Like right. we all like in the right. like the but what might work for yeah. somebody might not totally. Like if I declutter, yes. I might become like a addict in some other way. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people trade one thing for the other. I'm that person, right? One hundred percent. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for sharing. <laughs> we'll come Hi, back to you later. <laughs> but no, it's it's that is a, a real thing. You know, if somebody yeah. gives up coffee, they take up smoking, or, or give up alcohol and take up smoking, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They need something to have that like addiction but yeah anyway so this whole episode was supposed to be on like setting new year's resolutions and i do want to say i saw something recently on social media about not starting new year's resolutions in january because it's the dead of winter most places mm-hmm. i mean we live in arizona so it's cold out but it's not like snowy and i mean it might as well be it is darker oh stop it's so cold <laughs> it is cold for us but it's not cool for like most people 50 degrees and i I know. And we're all freezing cold. cold yeah. Yes. But if you lived in a state where there's snow on the ground, it's a lot harder to start your new workout outside or whatever, you know, or like Wyoming where it's like yeah. 30 below and it's dark outside and gloomy. Yeah. And so on the social media, they said, um, you know, start in the spring because that's when everything is beginning anew, right? Mm-hmm. Babies are born and things like that. It's spring, the flowers come out. That's when you should start. And I kind of agree with that. Yeah. So I think, you know, whatever works for anybody, but if you want to set your intentions or your goals for the year in January and then have a plan before it starts. So like, if you want to start being a runner, let's say mm-hmm. buy the shoes in January, set your goal date, set your start point. If you're going from couch potato to marathon runner you have to start somewhere so why don't you start walking in January but like really start to hit your goals in the spring when the sun comes out and you can actually get more time outside I don't know I'm just saying breaking it down like that so one of the things I wanted to talk about as a health coach is we always talk about goals but if you have goals and you don't have a plan they're not really going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty obvious for most people, but as a health coach, I help people break down their goals and set things. And I learned through my health coaching certification that we set smart goals and smart goals are, you know, specific. You want it to be specific. Um, not just like I'm in a run. You have to like say, I'm in a run this time, this day, you know, set, make it very specific. Cause if it's not specific, then it's kind of up in the air. Then you want to be able to measure it. You're not measuring it. Then you don't know if you're improving, right? Like, so the best example is like getting on the scale. If you're not measuring your weight, then you don't really know. Or a lot of people get heebie jeebies with scales. So they want to see like, what do I look like in the mirror? I can feel the difference in my clothes, that type of thing, but you're still measuring, you're tracking your progress. Mm-hmm. And then you want it to be attainable. So you can't say like, Oh, I'm going to run a marathon next month, but I've never ran in my life. You know, you got to do something that's actually attainable and then you want it to be relevant. So, you know, if you have high blood pressure, but you're like, I'm gonna do this diet or whatever, but there's no, no reason that that would help with your blood pressure, you know, like there's no crossover, then it's not really relevant to your goal. And then timely, you want it to be time bound actually. So if you have a start date, you need an end date. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So if you don't put a date on the calendar, like everybody says, diet starts Monday, right? Diet starts Monday. <laughs> diet starts Monday. Well, if you don't put like January 20th or something, then you don't know when you're starting. If you just say Monday, 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 you're going to keep saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to start Monday. Be very specific about that time that it is starting and then the time that it's ending. So you can say, you know, it's more doable if you say, okay, I'm not going to just become a runner. I'm going to, I'm going to run for three months. That sounds doable, right? You don't want to say I'm going to run the whole year. That can be overwhelming. So if you just set that goal, then mm-hmm. when you get to that date, let's say you say three months and you have like the date written on a calendar that this is the end of your goal. When that date comes, you assess how far you've come and then you set a new goal. You can say, I'm going to run for another three months. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run three months, three months, three months until I get to yeah. a year or mm-hmm. whatever. So there's that. And so I learned that as a health coach and I think that's very helpful. But I also think this person that I heard about actually on another podcast, his name is BJ Fogg. His book is called Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. And he is actually a researcher at, I want to say Stanford. Yes, Stanford University. So he's a behavior researcher. And so he has come up with this plan that basically says, like he studied how people change, like what really gets people to change, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole 30 days to create a new habit, 90 days for it to be permanent. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't know if he actually talks about that. 21, yeah, 21 days to create a habit so and then 90 days lot, to make it like a part of your lifestyle. Right, but right. there's like a lot of myths about those things. And how do you get to that point, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people can say, if I just make it to those 30 days, then I've created a new habit and then they give up. But so there's there's just a lot of nuances. And he talks about motivation in the book, and that it has to be attainable. But he says, you know, motivation is not something you can rely on because motivation wavers, right? Sometimes we're so like January one, we're pumped to do our goals, you know? And that's why you see Mm -hmm. the gyms filled with all these new people in January. Like you said, you can't get any classes, but then by like Feb or not February, but like March or April, you no, I would be willing to buy it was February. I feel like I could get it. I mean, a, sometimes a, it is. Some people are like a good, February. good week. They're there and then, they're, then they give up. And then they can't move. Yeah. <laughs> and then they so give up. <laughs> right, right. So it it's, that's what happens. People yeah. will be very motivated and then that motivate, motivation doesn't sustain the behavior change. And so his whole thing is bringing all of that together. <laughs> okay, so you take a behavior that you want and- It has to be something that takes less than 30 seconds to do. You find where it fits naturally into your life and you nurture it. And he says the single most important skill in behavior change is feeling successful. Mm -hmm. So you have to like reward yourself after. And his reward is this. So you like smile, you say, I did it. Like you, it feels silly to do that. And like reward yourself instantly right after you do something. But he says that's part of what like helps the brain rewire and Mm -hmm. say like I'm being successful because he says that the single most important thing is feeling successful. So if you like, like I said, if you're going to the gym and you feel sore and then you want to give up because you're so sore you can't get off the couch, then you feel like you're failing. You don't feel like you're successful. Mm -hmm. So then that's why probably a lot of people give up because they're not feeling that reward. And also change takes time. And that's another important part about anything that we do when we're trying to make changes to our health or our diet is if we don't see those instant results. Well, that's the land we live in is instant gratification immediately. Right. Everything down to the filters on our camera phones, right? Yeah. We instantly look good, which tells our brains that, oh, we look good and feel good. And what's the point? Why do I have to do this? Right. Torture myself 
when there's something else out there to do it for me. So we, yes, we do. And I think that's part of why so many people give up on goals is they don't see those instant changes. I think too, especially when it comes to diet and exercise with resolutions or anytime you set a goal like that, it's, you go so hardcore. So you're doing both. You're like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. So you go to the gym and you starve yourself or, right. or that's you're I'm saying it's right? too much like at it's once. It's just too much because your body also will go through withdrawals. I'm getting ready to say goodbye to sugar. That's going to be what I'm, we're going to go back to normal, which is like a no, very, very low sugar diet. And I know I'm going to get the sugar flu. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dreading it. Yeah. Like this is going to come up. I'm going to feel like such shit next week, but I, but once I get over that, I'm going to feel so much better. I know that, but going through that and then not being able to walk because I just did my first, you know, set of squats in three years, that is going to put me over the edge. And I'm going to be like fucking past the Oreos. I'm not, <laughs> I'm going to reward myself with Oreos because I'm in because so much it pain. it makes you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go through a drive through because I can't walk because it hurts so bad. To, I can't even go to the bathroom. It hurts too bad to sit. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, it's, there's a lot of factors. And so that's why I like, I really like the tiny habits. Mm-hmm. So he has his own coaches. You can, he has a website you can go to. I recommend reading the book. I haven't finished the whole book, but I have read a lot of it. And his whole thing is like you were just saying, it sounds overwhelming. Just listening to you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would give up too. Right. So he says the best way to eat a whole whale. And this is in his book is to take one bite at a time. So small, small steps do big things. So you have to have, so this is his process. It's ABC. So you have to have an anchor moment. Okay, so something that you're already doing and then you have the behavior that you want to create a new habit with Mm -hmm. and has to be super, super, super tiny. So his his thing is he's like, everybody knows they should floss. Not everybody likes to do it or they'll start and they'll give up. So he says, if you want to start a new habit of flossing, you already brush your teeth every day. He goes, Mm -hmm. every time you brush your teeth, that's the anchor moment you take floss and you make a tiny habit and the tiny habit is to floss one tooth. And it sounds so silly, but he says most of the time your habit is so tiny on purpose because it makes you feel successful if you do more than your tiny habit and you do one tooth. And of course you're like, I'm, I'm doing it. I might as well do all of them. Right. So you end up doing more Mm -hmm. usually almost always he says, and he's researched this than, than your goal or your tiny habit, whatever. And then immediately after you have to celebrate. So you look in the mirror and you're like, awesome. I did my tiny habit. Like, you <laughs> you really, get like a ding. Yeah. You get like a ding, <laughs> ding, pat on the back, whatever works for you, you have to do, but you do have to feel those feelings of success and feeling good. Like he said, yes. the success is like the most important thing to continue the behavior. If you feel like, oh man, I couldn't even do one tooth. You're going to give up, you know, but that's why he makes it so doable and Mm -hmm. so tiny. And that's why he calls it tiny habits. So he said, people change best by feeling good, not by feeling bad. So you have to set yourself up to succeed. Yeah. Um, So his thing too. So his, and another thing that he always says, and I heard this, him say this on the podcast that I listened to where I found out about him. He said, one of the things that he likes to start people with is he calls it a Maui moment, I think, or a Maui behavior habit or something. I don't know. I don't know why he calls it that. Um, but you, every day he started, he, he did one of these habits too. Every day when your feet hit the ground, when you get out of bed in the morning, because everybody gets out of bed, right? That's an anchor moment. You put your feet on the ground and some people do like a gratitude, whatever. And he says his thing to start is, today's going to be a great day. 
Mm. And every single day you say that. And so let's say you know that you have like a big meeting coming up or you weren't prepared for something. You kind of have those feelings of stress and anxiety. He said, even if you have to change up the saying and say, like, if it doesn't feel authentic, you have to say, today is going to be a great day somehow. Like somehow I'm going to make it a great day today, even though you, you like have feelings of anxiety or something. He said that you can change it too, but that's the tiny habit that you should start with. Cause you have that anchor moment, then you do it. And then as soon as you say those words, you're like, good, good job. Go me. I did it. So that's yeah. the feelings of success. And he goes, start with that. And every day, see if that changes anything for you. And then you can add on these little tiny habits. So he also gives different examples in the book. I do recommend if you're interested in changing your life or making new habits that you try his book, because he is a behavior researcher at mm-hmm. Stanford and he's literally studied what has, what makes people change. And I don't know. I think it's a cool thing. I've done some of his tiny habits for coaching and things like that. So it does help you build on it. So, and I think with him or somebody he knows, I can't remember it was on the podcast I listened to. They started with like every time they took a shower, which is their anchor, they would get out and do, or while they're waiting for the shower to get warm or wa- right after they got in or right before they get in, they would do one push up, And then every day they did more and more and more because that was their tiny, they made it as tiny as possible. They wanted to get in shape or yeah. be able to do push ups or whatever. And then every day you would do like a couple more because it got easier. Like if you do that behavior every day, it becomes easier and easier. And then you do more and more and then you're more yeah. and more successful. So I actually heard a podcast um, a few months ago with a guy who works out in the kitchen. And it's, I'm wondering if he probably, he probably did read this book maybe or. Maybe he's also, I forget what he is. He, I thought he was like a chiropractor or something, but anyway, it doesn't matter. He was saying, I work out in my kitchen. You might come to my kitchen and see that I have my dumbbells in there and I have a pull-up bar in the, in the doorway, but I don't care because while I'm waiting for my coffee, I'm doing 10 pull-ups. Like right. so my he, coffee has to cook either way. Moment. I can stand right. there and wait for it or I can get in my push-ups. His whole thing was like getting fit in like 20 minutes a day, but it's like, but it basically was like way more than 20 minutes a day because he used all of those wait times throughout his mm. house to do things to better his body. Yeah. That's so a great that's way. That's a really good yeah, yeah. example. I've heard of moms doing like a squat every time they do laundry or something or 10 squats when they do laundry or something, you know, that's another one where it's like, that's an anchor moment. Cause you have to do laundry. These are things that we do regularly mm-hmm. already. So you're kind of latching onto those things, yeah. you know, and that's part of why creating new habits is hard. If you're going from never doing something to having to do it every day What's going to remind you in the day to day of, you know, a lot of people do autopilot. They just get up and do what they're supposed to do. They go to work, they come home, they do the same things and then they go to bed. But if you're adding in a new habit, if you're not anchoring it to something that you're already doing, then it feels like you're adding something more to your plate. Another thing to your already crazy busy. Right. And it's like, well, I don't have time for that. And that's the excuse a lot of people use. A lot of people use that excuse. I do too. I do too. But like the guy, for example, the one that you said that's in the kitchen Mm -hmm. waiting for his coffee. Well, he has time waiting while while he's doing his coffee. Yeah. And he made that a moment that he can now take advantage of and do something extra. So not having time is definitely a valid excuse, but it's one that we use in order to not do the things that we know we have to do because they seem overwhelming mm-hmm. or they seem impossible or we don't want to fail. Honestly, he talks about that in the book. We 
don't want to fail in life. So if we try a new habit, it's almost like we're telling ourselves, well, I knew I wasn't going to do that. I I knew I wasn't going to be able to complete this, you know, and then we feel bad about ourselves. So a lot of people don't like to even start. You feel a little humiliated, especially if you tell people like I'm one to set a goal and I won't tell anybody because the times that I have and I couldn't achieve it, I felt like such a failure (laughs) Yeah, and nobody ever actually cared about it. They probably forgot about it. Whatever, but like, They still haunt me sometimes. Like I said this Aww. and then it didn't happen. Yeah. That's my own thing I got to work through. But it, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think people feel guilty and embarrassed or ashamed that like, they didn't do they it. Didn't... But I also find a lot of, for me, and I think a lot of people are like this, having like an accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. That's, right? why I, oh, that's why I'm my coach. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it comes in because there are people, like you said, they, they, most people won't say out loud. And then there's people that do. So you don't want to say it to everybody because if you fail, then everybody knows you failed. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's are some people that will post things on social media. Like I'm posting this so that I have accountability. I know everybody knows that I have this goal. And if I don't do it, something. Right. And I'm like, why are you doing it? She's like, it's how I hold myself accountable because if I don't do it, then people will say, why didn't you post today? And then I feel guilty answering. Right. Oh, I was too lazy or I had this or whatever because she, so social media for her is her accountability. Yeah. And that works for some people. Like I would never do that. Yeah. And other people, it doesn't (laughs) work. It works so well for her. Totally. Totally. So I think having accountability is important, whether that's a friend or a spouse, Mm -hmm. they know, I, I don't even know if this is in the book, but I know this from research that anytime you have community involved, Mm -hmm. then you are more likely to succeed because of the accountability. Yeah. So whether that's a friend like you and I have done this, Mm -hmm. we sign up for like a Ligree class and I'm more likely to go if you're going, Same. you know, so having that community does help whether it's, you know, starting a new diet with somebody or there's all these Facebook and websites now that they start like workout programs or new diets and they have accountability in these like Facebook groups. But there's actually one for everything. So it's not just like health and wellness. It's also like if you want to be better in business or if you want to be a better right. friend or a better parent or a better communicator, whatever it is, right. like insert here that there's a group for everything. It's wild. Yeah, there is. There really yeah. is. And so if you want accountability, definitely finding a group of people that are like-minded is helpful. And I mean, mm-hmm. your sister, that's how she got started too, right? Yeah. They were yeah, basically accountable for friends. each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's very important. The community aspect is very important. Um, I, I know it's made a big difference for me and yeah. for most people I feel need something like that. We all need our cups filled. Yeah. You need somebody in your corner cheering you on, but you also need that accountability mm-hmm. to stay on track. Yeah. But anyways, so, so what is your small, tiny goal, your habit that you're starting with? Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about myself what? on this podcast. Why not? <laughs> I haven't thought about I it. I have a I million. It's a mile high. Oh, do you? I haven't even thought about any of my resolutions yet. Usually I do it like mid January. I'll like sit down and like look at the year and say like, this is what I want to accomplish. And then try to break it down into more attainable goals that are smaller mm-hmm. and more doable. And it's funny because I do have lists that I keep of my prior years of what my goals were. And oftentimes those just get bumped to the next year. (laughs) Like I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to do it this year. Probably not the only one that does that, but I think the majority of us do that. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, for me this year, it's, I'm for sure going to focus on myself this year. And Mm -hmm. I, even when I say that word, 
I feel selfish and like, oh my God, I can't, I can't focus on this. Like your brain instantly goes to like, you can't do that. But I do need to fix whatever is causing the health stuff in my Mm -hmm. life. And that is my number one goal this year is just figure that out because I can't live my life and be happy if my health is suffering. I can't do anything. Like I can't even make dinner for my family or be there for my kids or just be like a normal human being Mm -hmm. that's present and does normal daily things. So once I figure that out, I want to take it to the next level of getting healthier and healthier. But until I figure that out, I can't. So that will be my focus probably this year. Yeah, healing is your, this is your year of healing. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's exciting. Do you have ones that you have? I haven't figured out my word yet. And I usually, and I feel like a failure kind of, because I usually am like ready, but it's something along the lines of like resetting. I did my year of healing. I feel better than I have in 15 years. Fit, like my, the pain is virtually gone, which I'm That's so amazing. thankful for. And now I'm like hitting the ground running. I'm so fired up for 2024 because I haven't felt like this in a really long time. And so I'm about definitely about health and wellness, definitely about reset it, like refocusing, re like generating sort of um, resetting. I don't know what my word is. I haven't found yeah. my bazinga yet, but it's, it's going to get there. <laughs> I don't, I am. Pussy, I'm really, really, yeah. really close to it. But I am after seeing that video post about the girl who decluttered, I also am a clutter bug. You could literally open up any closet or drawer in my room and it, or my house and it's like stuffed to the max. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can never enjoy the weekend because there's always so much yes, to do. Yeah. And I think for whatever Same. reason, her like your video, you know, I'm gonna, really resonated with me. So I want to try that. I'm going to yeah. start with, instead of worrying, like I am going back to the gym, I get to go back next week. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to baby steps, start doing my, like going back to keto, sort of keto carnivore diet, yeah. but I'm not going to jump balls into it. But what I'm going to focus on is one, one drawer at a time right now. Yeah. That and sounds amazing. I'm hoping that once I have that, then we do have lazy weekends where I'm not worried about the laundry or the closet that needs to get cleaned out or this or that or whatever. And we can go be outside and like have better quality time where I'm not constantly being pulled in my brain. Like my brain is pulling me somewhere else because I know, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not present in the moment because I know there's right. so many other things I have to get done. So I I'm tired of feeling like that. The same. And there are accounts that I follow. I forget what the Instagram handle is, but they, every month they mm-hmm. have a, I think it's a whole calendar and they have every day get rid of one thing. So yeah. one like area, like your bathroom drawer, like right, just right. one drawer just one in drawer, your bathroom just one drawer at a time. on that day or that mm-hmm. weekend or whatever. And they have literal calendars that you can download and follow of getting rid of different things, like go through the laundry room, whatever, like just different areas in your house. Yeah. And I've, oh, I always get pumped about those things and I never do it. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> what happens to me is it gets so overwhelming. Like my office, I'm going to for sure in the next month tackle cleaning my office up, but it's like where it will get like a certain drawer or a certain cabinet will get like too cluttered and crazy. And then I'm like, just, I have to do it. It like gets to the breaking point and then I do it. I know, but wouldn't but it be I wish so it lovely be nice. if yes. it didn't ever have to get to that point? For sure. And I don't know what it is it because we have ADHD. 
Mm-hmm. Is there some sort of psychological trauma there? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I also have a problem with saying goodbye to things. Like when I'm cleaning out my closet, it is very hard for me to get rid of clothes. For sure. I don't know. Same. Is it like that way for you too? I Marie Kondo'd my closet and it was like the best thing ever. And I recently went and bought more hangers because I don't have enough. And I'm like, this is never I, means I, I have just to go get rid my of hair. stuff. No, I ha- my closet is bursting at the seams. I need to get rid of stuff. But when I did it, it was amazing. Have you ever done it? No. Oh, you it take the anxiety. Every, I've watched it. I know. You take everything out. It's the best. I am like a hoarder of clothes and shoes. So that is going to be a little bit harder. I might use that one last. Yeah. I like work my way yeah. up to it. Yeah. But I am feeling very inspired to do that. Right. One drawer at a time. Yeah. So we'll see. And I've already done it a little bit this, like since January started. Yeah. So. Well, every Christmas I'm always like, let's get rid of stuff before we get more stuff. I just took Christmas down. Doesn't it feel like you're moving out of your house when that happens? No. It's why? so bare. Like, oh, where yeah. do I think go? It does look so bare. bare. It like, does feel more empty. Are we moving? It's weird. <laughs> I know. It is a weird feeling. But yeah. yeah. No, that's good. I just, there's so many minimalist things. Like I even thought about being a, like living in a tiny house. My son and I would watch those tiny houses and mm-hmm. you know what every person says when they move in and then they like it's come the back. Ever done. Well, they all say, mm-hmm. I have more time. I have more time. I have more time. I'm not cleaning my house all the time. Yeah. Or I'm not worried about stuff because I got my life back because yeah. there's nothing like we just have what we need. And it's like very appealing to me. But then I hear things about they're trying to make us all be in tiny houses. So we get used to like living like that. And I don't know. They're so cute. But they're so <laughs> they are, like. Some of them are really cute. They're very cute. And they're like. Know. Their and use some, of space is so creative. Yes. Like, yes. Like, like under the stairs. You have like a, like a t- pull a out bed, of the wall. Right. But then like the floor like pulls up and it's a desk. Right. And, you just, and it's, it's really it's cool. wild how creative people are with the space. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's fun. Kind of reminds me of like Ikea. Doesn't Ikea do stuff like that? I don't know. <laughs> they just make that up. Maybe. I feel like I they're good know. about like the Scandinavian way of living is very minimalist too. Mm. So they have, they use space well. And yes, that is like Ikea. And they do a lot of vertical, vertical is, organization. Is Ikea Scandinavian? I think so. No, it's Swiss. Is that the same thing? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm stupid. We both sound stupid. Edit I don't that out. <laughs> <laughs> Scandinavian is also Swiss. It's in Switzerland. It's, yeah, it's Scandinavian, those are Scandinavian countries. Is in Switzerland. I don't know. Now I, you feel like making me double guess myself. Like I have to Google. Well, it. I just was. Either well, way, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Matter. Doesn't okay. matter. But yes. So yeah. But anyways, so back to the health stuff. I think decluttering is a good part of health, though. I think I like that you brought that up because mm-hmm. there's mental health. That plays a really big role in physical health. For sure. When so, I feel overwhelmed with how much I have to do, which the is last me thing I want to do is cook dinner. Totally. And it, I need to be better about that because I have not cooked dinner probably since Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which I had a reason for, but I don't have a reason for now and I'm still yeah, not cooking. Right. I know it's easy to fall out of doing those We're things. We're going to go out for Mexican food tonight. I can feel it. They don't even know it yet. <laughs> Coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So here are some of my tips as a health coach for goal setting in the new year. Don't just set goals. You have to make a plan. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you have a goal without a plan, then it's not really a goal. It's kapoopoo. Kapoopoo. That's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I made it Ka-poo-poo. up. Good so job. 
anytime you have goals and everybody knows this, even for work, school, business, whatever relationships, you can say all you want to say about your goals, but a goal without a plan is planning to fail. So Mm -hmm. you definitely need to break down your goals, have dates and timelines of when you want to do things. And here's the biggest thing. If you fall off the wagon or you fail at some point because it is inevitable to not be successful. And I like the tiny habits because it does promote the success, but let's say you don't do tiny habits, you do something else. If you fail, just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and get back on that horse and keep going (laughs) (laughs) because failure is something to be celebrated. Failure is a good thing. Failure means you're making changes. If you're not making changes, you're in your comfort zone. You're not getting better. Mm -hmm. You're not growing as a person and it's not a good place to be. It's safe, but you're not growing because the only way to grow is to have failures at some point. You're not going to be a perfect human being. I don't know anybody who is. If you are that person, come knock on my door because I want to know <laughs> <laughs> what your secret is. But I don't think that exists. And for all the people I've coached, everybody fails. Everybody yeah. has moments of setbacks and you can't get down on yourself. You have to keep going. And that that motivation and whether you need to reassess that goal and say, that was too big of a goal for me because I was clearly not ready for it. Like you said, maybe you need to clear the clutter in your house first. Maybe you need to work on a relationship first. Maybe you need to address some trauma. Maybe you need to do something else, but that's okay Mm -hmm. to go back and say, this was my plan. It didn't work. I need to try a different route. I need to try a different goal. I need to break it down. I need to make it smaller. I need to be more successful. So would you say like start with the ultimate goal and then figure out the tiny goals you need to achieve to get to that? Well, so that's what he says in tiny habits. Okay. So if you want to, let's say, start a new business, because he goes into an example like that in the book where this woman was ready to start her own business. She had all these great ideas and she did the little things like making her logo and getting whatever, but she didn't do the big things that she needed to do. So she broke it down into tiny habits and then those tiny habits lead to the big goals. So yes, I think you can have big goals. You just have to have little successes to get there versus taking it just all on head on because a lot of people get overwhelmed or they fail and then they feel like they need to give up, which is normal human behavior. I've actually done this before. Done what? Done exactly what you're saying. So I, and it works. Like everything that he's saying is so true. I just, um, I haven't read his book, but now I'm very excited to read it because Mm -hmm. I feel like it'll help me take it to the next level. Maybe nine years ago, my New Year's resolution was to run a marathon. Yeah. And there is an app called, and you brought it up, the couch potato to marathon. There's actually an app for that called couch to 5k, couch to 10k couch to half, couch to whole. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. I'd never run in my life. I'm not a runner. I'm not built to be a runner, but everybody thought it like said it was so great. I knew a lot of people that were doing it. I was like, I want to do it. The rock and roll marathon really like spoke to me. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to do it. And so I got this app and it was couch to 5k. And then my, so I started and it literally was like the f- day one was like five minutes, a five minute brisk walk. It wasn't even running. Right. Super like small. You, you were, and then day two was like, run for one minute, walk for 10 minutes. And then it was, I just kept building up, building up, building mm-hmm. up until you got to your 5k, which I got to the 5k and I ran the whole thing. Then I went couch, or couch to 10k. We did the same thing. And then I went to the next one and then I went to the next one and I did that damn marathon and I did it with my friend, my accountability buddy. We had a bunch of people, but one friend was like, I will do this with you. 
and we did it together and it was so awesome. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Aww. I remember I only did a half marathon, not a full. So, but still it was like the greatest achievement of my life, including giving birth. Like I will do that. That was so much easier compared to what? It. To half marathon. Yeah. And it wasn't that I couldn't oh physically God. do it. It's just that I didn't believe I could do it yeah. until I crossed that line. Yeah. But all of these things that you're saying, it was like the first time I had to actually run. It was not like a brisk walk anymore. It was a run. And I remember listening to like a Lady Gaga song. And I was like, if I could just make it to the end of this song, then I can give myself a break. But then Justin Timberlake came on. And, then and it's so going. weird that I remember exactly who, but I was like, this is my jam. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to make it to that red light. And then right. I made it to the red light, which happened to turn green. And I was like, I'm gonna wait until Justin's done singing to me. And I just kept going, but it was like those little tiny goals, even mm -hmm. in those moments that you achieve yeah. that keep you going. And then you're like, yeah, I did that. Thank you, Lady Gaga. Like, right. do you know what I mean? And yes, then I do. it just like, I just resonate so much with what you're saying. I think it's good and it works. And so if you're on the fence or you're thinking about it, you should definitely try it because it does totally work and just keep challenging yourself to do it. Right. And have somebody that, if that's who you are, I am, I am, I need a love sandwich. I need my people to just tell me how awesome I am. So even though I don't like to share a lot, I will find somebody that I'll tell. And usually it's you or Chris and I'll be like, this is what I'm doing. And then one of you are cheering me on and telling me how great I am, <laughs> Yeah, which I need. I need to know that I'm great. Right. right. <laughs> we got to have self-love yeah. too, you know, and mm -hmm. build yourself up. But exactly what you said, like I've done that with running too, where it is those small goals in the moment where you feel like you're ready to stop running and you're like, I'll just go one more minute. And then you get to that minute yeah. and all of a sudden the pain's gone and you're like, I can do another minute yeah. and do another minute. And that is you getting that success, mm -hmm. breaking it down into tiny steps so that it's not overwhelming. And then like he says in the book, it sounds silly to say that your first goal is, or your first tiny habit is to brush just one or floss yeah. just one tooth. Like that sounds so silly. But the, the, the idea is that you do that one tooth all of a sudden you're like, I'm here. It's easy. I'm going to do five more. I'm going to do all my teeth or whatever. You just, but you're also not committing to the whole mouth. So like right. if you do the whole thing today and then tomorrow you go and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's just one tooth. And you do that, then you feel right. like you won. Exactly. So it's amazing how the mind works yes. and how you're you basically can like tricking manipulate your mind. yourself to yes. achieve those goals. 100% that's what you're doing. <laughs> I think it's so cool. I'm excited to do this. I think that I am going to start with the clutter and do monthly and I'm going to all. Yeah, we'll have to do like an update. Share it. And if anybody wants to join, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> To all of you. Yeah. So, oh dear God, now I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'll do good. I no, think. we'll do it. But I'm going to, I'm going to do like the monthly thing. But you have thing. to celebrate your wins. Like mm -hmm. you have to make sure, like he says in the book, the success is the most important part of that. Yeah. So <clears throat> when I think about when people are doing these things, that's why when you look back and you say, well, my goal was only to do one tooth, floss one tooth. And you some days did one tooth and some days you did more. Mm -hmm. You look back and say, wow, I was pretty successful at that. That tricks your brain into saying you can do more. Yeah. And then you do actually do more. You I did it. it. <laughs> <laughs> new year, I new year. myself. <laughs> There's no more do. -do's. I was listening to a podcast the other day and she said do do like three times and nobody laughed ever. I was oh, like, yeah. the only immature well, one. What's funny is, is I never knew I did it until I was working with somebody and every time I did it, he would point out and now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like afraid of it. So we all do it. It's hard Probably not to. Probably they never noticed that I did. So now I like really noticed that it's I did. It's fun. Yeah. So hopefully this episode was helpful in some tiny way. <laughs> but I see what you did right there. <laughs> Pun. 
Oh man. Very good. So I think it's important that people realize it's important to set goals. It's important to do resolutions. I think. Yes. But that's how you do life, right? You have to have something to achieve. You know, like something that is not going to totally kill you. So you want to give up. Don't say you're going to go climb Mount Everest having never hiked before in your life. You're going to give up. Right. That's normal. But you have to break it down. Yeah. Be successful. Have accountability. Do it with a community if you can. We'll be your community. so many. Yeah. We will be your community. You totally can Mm -hmm. be. We'll cheer you on because it's hard. Change is hard. Change is hard for a lot of people. Yes. So you're not alone. We all have changes we want to make mm-hmm. and you can do this. And we all this. play 10,000 ways that we can get out of those yes. changes or why we shouldn't do it. Yes. But, but that's why you have to make it attainable mm-hmm. and you have to make it something that you can succeed at. Yeah. So get out there. Cheers and to 2024. Let's do this. Set your <laughs> goals, girls. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it together. Oh my gosh. It's going to be fun. I'll put my stuff out there. Yeah. Follow us if you want. I can do that too. Once Put I your figure journey. out what they are. Yours is healing. So I know. I just need to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And then I'll do it. If you have a word for me, let me know. <laughs> you know my goal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Reach out. I have a loss for the words, but anyway, good luck to you out there with your goals and you got this. You got this. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.